There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. The, the best. I'm sitting here debating on how to start the show today and the song is finished and I still don't know how to start the show today because I normally try to keep things light. You know, I feel like we get enough negativity and negative news. But when you hear about such a vicious, brutal attack on a 14 year old in an unprovoked scenario in your local area, you can't just sit here and pretend everything is grand. I mean, it was just deeply, deeply upsetting to to see this. And I was, you know, obviously able to see the video and couldn't really watch it, to be perfectly honest with you. It was just so, I was sickened. I was sickened and very, very upset uh, watching it. And that's just me watching a, a couple of seconds of it. But of particularly as a mother and you think my, my heart obviously goes out straight away to to the victim of, of this brutal attack but also to the mother and parents and family members to, to see something like this and to have your, your kid end up in hospital um, not, not feel safe in, in their own surroundings you know near a school is just horrendous it's just horrendous and I don't know what is to be done, you know, because the one thing that I see and I see it time and time again in videos like this is how unaffected the people inflicting the violence, the horrendous violence on this kid seem to be just so unaffected. They're just pummeling away and they're just not even, they're not even taken on board what they're doing. Like, are they so inhumane? to what they're doing. That's that's what I think, you know. Like whilst I'm recoiling, I can't even watch a couple of seconds of this. They're, they're, they're jeering and shouting and, and encouraging this and all these kids hanging around thinking that this is great crack. Let's, let's put it on a video and let's post it everywhere. Like how? How does that even enter your head? This is what's happening now. And we were talking about this earlier on this week about, you know, our, our very young children and their access to smartphones. <laughs> look what look what's happening as well. You know, they think that this is OK to stick up on a, on a video and send it all around the place. Um, and the parents of, of the kids that are in this video, like, this is what your kids are doing. And what are you doing about it? You know, 
you're letting them go out there and just act like absolute thugs. It's just, it's it's been just so deeply upsetting to see something like this happen and, you know, something like this to happen in, in, in the local area here. I just hope that justice is swift for these people. I really do. And you're easily recognisable, by the way, in the videos. You know, you, you'll be caught out. You'll be found out. If not already, you will definitely be found out, taught, uh, found out because people are not going to let something like this lie. My my thoughts are with the, the family and, and this young chap. I really, really hope that he overcomes this. It's going to take such a long time, not even just the, the physical wounds, but the mental scarring that it's going to have for him for some time. Um, is just, I can't even begin to, to, to wrap my head around that. But we are thinking of you, is what I will say this morning. But uh, parents, you know, we've had to have difficult conversations in our house last night around this. Are your kids standing around letting this happen? Are your kids part of this? It Has your kid, you know, seen something like this and just turned the other way, you know? And I know, look, you know, a lot of people in that scenario, I think that they're fearful they might get attacked as well. But it's very, you know, it, it takes a strong person to go into a teacher or somebody in authority and say that something like this is happening. It's just horrendous. It's just horrendous that something like this would happen in, 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 the, in the local area. And I'm just sickened to my stomach with the whole thing. I really am. There's Patrick Swayze. She's like the wind. A few messages coming in. Yes, uh, agreeing with what we were discussing there. Look, I think we'll move on from it. You know, it'll be covered extensively on the news and on Michael Reed's show in terms of updates. I just ne- felt I needed to share my, my thoughts on it this morning. Um because it's very hard to ignore. It really is. Um, now, moving to different and nicer things. And this woman, every time I see her posts on Instagram, she just brightens my day because she's always doing something for other people. Aoife Bradley, uh, she is calling on Leaving Cert students and she's thinking about them, I suppose, in this time, you know, of stress and exams and all of that sort of thing. And she's saying... It's time to put down the pens for one hour and she wants uh, to join uh, them to join her on the mat for light movement and a chance to practice some calm and mindfulness. So Aoife, a lot of people will know in the Navin area, she runs, uh, she's basically a personal trainer. She runs a lot of fitness classes and um, she wants to kind of give back to the students that might be feeling a bit of stress. So she's uh, doing this on Saturday, May 27th. So not this Saturday, the Saturday after. And uh, it's just like a little bit of, you know, nice movement, mindfulness, that kind of thing. And and she's doing this because it's her and she's so lovely. She's doing it for free. She says, this is on me. Just give yourself this time. It's happening in Kennedy House uh, in Kennedy Plaza. So she's asking people just to reach out to her if you'd like to uh, to book in. So you can find her, Aoife Bradley Wellbeing. She's on Instagram there. And if you just book in the link there in the bio, she can uh, put your name down for it. Um, but just such a lovely thing to do for students who are studying for the Leave Insert. We all know the stress and strain. And I think a lot of them will be finishing up actual school class very soon, which is the real kind of, one of the first kind of uh, points, the milestones where you kind of go, okay, it's happening now. It's happening. Uh, so, you know, you need a little bit of stress and, and calming. So Aoife is going to provide that for you. What a legend she is. Uh, now, we've got music from Miley Cyrus on the way and I have another chance for you to win Dogitude tickets. Oh, the 11 to 1 show.
Dog lovers, there's a festival just for you. It is happening the 27th and 28th of May at Causey Farm and I have tickets up for grabs. More details of Dogitude on the way after Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus with Flowers and LMFM's 11 to 1. It's competition time. Yes, all this week we're giving you the chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It is the Irish Dog Lovers Festival happening Saturday the 27th and 28th of May at Causey Farm. Girly Fourth Town County Mead from 12 to 5pm. Give your dog a special treat and bring him or her for a really great day out. But it's not just great fun for the four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, delicious food village, trade shows and expert speakers to help you get the best from your pet. Even if you don't have a dog, you should go along. Fun starts at 12 noon on Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th and it's all happening at Causey Farm. So I have a pair of tickets up for grabs and I am asking you doggy-related questions weaved into pop culture because that is my want but uh, today's question is what actor starred in the movie Turner and Hooch was it A Tom Hanks or was it B Bruce Willis what actor starred in the movie Turner and Hooch with the beloved dog that just wrecked the place (laughs) was it A Tom Hanks or B Bruce Willis if you think you know Send in your details 086-1800-658 and we pick a winner for the tickets towards the end of the show. There's the script Superheroes from Superheroes to Country Queens now and she's been in the sash since 2019. I don't think she expected to be in the sash that long. She's looking forward to handing it over, I'd say. Uh, I'm talking about the Blue Jean Country Queen Festival. It's coming back to Athboy on the June Bank Holiday weekend. We're going to chat with the current queen, Aoife Scanlon, after these. The 11 to 1 show. Every June Bank Holiday weekend, the town of Atboy County Meath plays host to a feast of live music, family-friendly entertainment and, of course, the crowning of the Blue Jean Country Queen. And this year, the festivities are back with a bang after COVID. Joining me now is a lady who's been the reigning Country Queen since 2019, Aoife Scanlon, is on the line. How are you getting on, Aoife? Hi, Sinead. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Great to have you on the show. Now, back in 2019, you definitely didn't think you'd still be in the sash, Aoife. An unusual experience for a Country Queen, I think. That's for sure, that's for sure. I think I, I hold uh, definitely for sure the longest reigning uh, uh, bleeding country queen. I remember chatting to you back in, in June 2019 yeah. and I don't think any of us could have thought <laughs> that it was going to be this long until we got back to a boy again. Oh, absolutely. But did you get the full experience? Because, you know, we were in lockdown for a large portion of it as well. Did you feel like you got the full experience of the sash? I did, I did. And, you know, I think I got more as well because um, the very first... Uh, Blue jeans that got cancelled. So 2020, there was full prep, full steam ahead for that festival. And obviously we had to call it off because of COVID. But uh, that summer was actually fun, you know, kind of from a, doing different things in lockdown. Yeah. And so over the June, my holiday, I did my own sort of, I called it a little virtual festival online. It was more just to keep myself entertained on Instagram. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of fun. So I think I got, I got the normal experience and more. So it was really, really good. So it was. Yeah, and people could follow your journey, which I loved doing on Instagram, yeah. a year in a sash. But then it was like a year in a sash take two kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of gave everyone the, the, the experience that way. Uh, so tell us, why did you decide to enter back in 2019? Um, I just, I wanted to 
I was actually chairperson of the Enfield Mocker branch and yes. I was trying to encourage other people to take part in our titles night. So every region in Mocker would have a, a titles night to pick their representative for blue jeans. They'd have they'd take a rep for uh, Mr. Personality between the land and Miss Mocker. So it was a big kind of personality for in the mocker year and the titles night in the county is, is held every year and I was the chairperson of Enfield so I was trying to encourage everyone so like come on now come on it's, it's easy look I, it's grand it's, it's no hassle at all so it was just a little interview and then they called out my name I genuinely couldn't believe it because I was like oh, I was only here to encourage everyone else <laughs> <laughs> and I was so nervous going into the festival in 2019 but I just said you know what if I fall on my ass and make a show of myself sure who cares it's just one weekend and I remember just going in thinking just enjoy it mm. just be yourself, put your heart and soul into it and just enjoy because, you know, you don't you don't get to be a queen and walk around with a sash very often so no. just enjoy the experience. <laughs> yeah, completely and you did and that's what I loved about, about your, your, your reign as queen. You've just embraced the whole thing absolutely completely. So tell us how the competition itself works then. You have sort of, there's, there's girls from all around the country that enter this. There is indeed, there is indeed. So maybe not a great way to describe it, but somewhere in between the Rose of Chalice Festival and the lovely girls competition at Ballard Head. We, we sit somewhere in the middle there, so we do. Hopefully we're, we're closer to the Rose of Chalice than, than the lovely girls. <laughs> That's yeah, a great way so, of describing it, I love yeah. this. So we'd have, uh, we'd have representatives from across Ireland and abroad so again all the mocker regions would do their, their titles night they pick girls to represent them so we have 22 girls this year 22 queens this year uh, coming to our boy for the June Bank Holiday weekend and it's just a weekend of absolute crack and fun and laughter as you read at the beginning there there's a family fun day there's street fairs there's karaoke there's bands every night like it's just it's so much fun but then obviously in the middle of it there is a competition and so uh, as a queen you'll do a private interview with our, our judging panel and you'll do an on-stage interview now that sounds very formal when you say private and on-stage interviews but it's very relaxed very laid back just a casual chat um, and we always say that to the, to the girls going in is don't be stressing like the judges are lovely no one wants to stress you out no one wants to make you uncomfortable right? so just relax and be yourself that is the most important thing and then the judges pick so they kind of watch the girls all weekend they kind of just see how they're getting on and mixing with the others and just uh, what they're doing and then they'll pick a winner on the Sunday night uh, and crown crown the new queen and I won't I won't have the title anymore I don't know how I'm going to feel about that <laughs> She's gonna, you're going to have to wrestle her out of that sash <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> so uh, you know in terms of the festival you gave us a little flavour of it there there's lots uh, that's happening what I love about this as well is it's just like such a whole community thing coming together mm-hmm. something that you really need after Covid as well oh absolutely absolutely I have to say the town of that boy is unbelievable like the community spirit there like we put all our queens into host families um, and like that's just local families yeah. that just volunteer volunteer a room for the weekend to to, to to house a girl like and to look after them to feed them you know people do that voluntarily they're not getting anything out of it the community spirit like we've we've um, represented from the community this is spirit there the love for the festival the kids love it families love it parents love it like it's just it, it's, it's second to none I've never seen community spirit like, like spirit in that boy it really is lovely uh, I'll have to go down now this year because I missed yeah. it the last few times and I've seen the, the photographs and everything on the Facebook and, and the in, and the uh, website as well in regards to all this it looks like absolutely brilliant crack and as you say for all the family which is great yeah. so we'll get the new queen on the night uh, on the Sunday night uh, but uh, how can people get tickets or do they just show up or how does that work? Yeah, so for anyone that just wants to come along, obviously there is the competition happening, but we, like, even if you don't want to go, there's two fantastic games. So on Saturday night in the Darnley Lodge, we have Rula Booyah playing. And the Queen, we have Smash 
We're just we're just losing your connection there a little bit, Aoife. Can you still hear us? You're sort of breaking in and out there. I can't even. Oh, I'm so back. sorry. I live in the middle of nowhere. That, no, that you're okay. You're okay. We have you there. Stay exactly where you were. <laughs> we have you. Sorry, well, you're saying about the Darnley Lodge there. Yeah, that we have two fantastic bands playing at the Darnley Lodge. So on Saturday night, we have Rula Boolia playing. And then on Sunday night, when we crown the Queen, we have Smash Hits playing. Oh, so, I uh, saw Smash Hits before. They're absolutely amazing. I'm very, definitely going to that now. They put on some heck of a show. It's talk yeah. about like 80s, 90s, noughties all together. Yeah. They're unreal. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we're really lucky. I think it's two great bands lined up. So people can come along. As I said, you don't have to be supporting a Queen. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of supporters there supporting all the Queens. We can just come along for the crack on the night you can get tickets in advance if you want it's bluejeancountryqueen.com it's where you can get it or you will just be able to walk in on the night and, and get your ticket in Fantastic Aoife well look enjoy the last couple of weeks in the sash <laughs> and uh, I, I, you've just been an amazing uh, country queen they, they've got a, a tough act to follow now after you they really have uh, stop. Thank you very much, Sinead. You're very good. <laughs> Thanks a million. Aoife Scanlon there. Isn't she brilliant? Oh, fantastic. Blue Jean Country Queen Festival. If you're looking for something to do over the June Bank Holiday weekend, At Boy is the place to be. And you can find all the details, bluejeancountryqueen.com. How do I, oh, how do I Trisha Yearwood, How Do I Live? We are going back in time to an epic movie was released on this day in 1995. That's coming your way next. The 11 to 1 show. On this day in 1995, a certain epic movie that was shot around Trim Castle and Dunsany had its premiere. They may take our lives, but they'll never take... Oh, freedom! Oh, gets me every time. Braveheart in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Aye, he's a great man for an L motivational speech. 1995, Braveheart, directed by Mel Gibson, starring him as well. Premieres at the Seattle Film Festival. And of course, as we know, a lot of the movie was shot around the County Mead. Uh, and today is National Numeracy Day. Many of us may think that, uh, you know, we're not numbers people. But whether we like it or not, numbers play a big part in our lives. So National Numeracy, Numeracy Day is about recognising the importance of numbers and encouraging people to sharpen their skills and build their confidence. Now, I'm still just going to be woeful at maths. Doesn't matter. I, you know, can't do it. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Thin Lizzy dancing in the moonlight. News at 12 is approaching and after that he's managed the careers of people like the Kinks, Van Morrison, Rory Gallagher, so many others to mention. Now he's written a brilliant memoir about his life as one of the world's most successful music agents, promoters, stage managers. The man's a novelist as well. We're going to be chatting to Paul Charles after 12. The 11 to 1 show. A major music retailer is set to return to Ireland seven years after it closed its last remaining shop here. More details after Lewis Capaldi. So much of my pocket money was spent in this shop and now it is returning to Ireland. Music retailer HMV is making a return to Ireland. That's seven years after it closed its last remaining shop here, which just kind of 
give us a bit of an idea of how things are going in terms of the music business. You know, people were saying, oh, the CDs are dead and the records are dead and all that sort of stuff. But now there's a huge resurgence, obviously, in vinyl and everything, which is great. But they are going to be opening another, uh, a new outlet on Dublin's Henry Street by mid-July. And they have indicated that more will follow suit. So it will be the firm's first flagship store outside of the UK since it was taken over by a new owner a couple of years ago. So it's going to be uh, quite a big unit there in Henry Street and um, they had gone online I think uh, back in 2016 uh, as well but then they kind of shut down the website as well two years after that I'm delighted this is a a great uh, thing because you know I have so many memories of HMV particularly and you know the way they used to have the headphones on the wall and you could listen to an album a new album that was coming out and you could sort of check out a little bit of it before you bought it loved that spend the ages doing that and then cycling through all the all the all the CDs really was the thing now it's records we've a record player at home gorgeous record player that my husband got for for his birthday really stunning and there's you know i used to think people were full of nonsense they'd say oh there's nothing like vinyl I thought that was like such a pretentious thing to say now I'm going to say it there actually is nothing like vinyl sitting down and just playing records unbelievable I know I've turned into one of those what would you call them pretentious hipsters I know but anyway HMV it's coming back The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi, I'm Crossy. Jack Harlow stars in the new reboot of White Men Can't Jump. He's been defending reboots, though, saying it's made for the youth. It's for the youth, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we hope everyone enjoys it, but I'll be honest. I know it's a classic, but it wasn't until I got the role that I went and watched it. I was like, okay, I'll watch it because I missed it. You know what I'm saying? It came out four years before I was born and I'm 25 years old. So there's a ton of kids that I know have not seen that classic, amazing movie. So let's give them this story. The first trailer for Extraction 2 is finally here and Chris Hemsworth has proved once again that he's not to be messed with. The first film broke Netflix records when it was released in 2020. The sequel is set to be released on June 19th. Johnny Depp was asked at the Cannes Film Festival if he feels boycotted by Hollywood. Here's what he said. Do I feel boycotted now? No, not at all. I don't feel boycotted by Hollywood because... I don't think about it. I don't think about Hollywood. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't have much further need for Hollywood myself. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but yeah, it's a very strange, funny time where everybody would love to be able to be themselves, but they can't because they must fall in line with the person in front of them. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now, how would a nice 200 euro voucher for Carbra Castle sound? Oh, nice, yeah. Well, if you would like to win, you can head over to LMFM's Facebook page right now. There's a 200 euro Carbra Castle hotel voucher with thanks to the sponsors of the show, Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Dealers in Kings Court. They are hosting their biggest ever Mercedes-Benz sales event. It starts today and it runs until Sunday and they have the full 232 new car range and over 80 used Mercedes-Benz cars on display. You know, I've never set in a Mercedes-Benz that's like a thing that I have on a bucket list just to, you know, just to experience it, just to sit there and, you know, take it all in. Nice. Well, the sale is on this Thursday till Sunday. But if you'd like a chance to win that lovely voucher for Cabra Castle, head over to LMFM's Facebook page. All the details are there.
We're taking it nice and easy with the Eagles. Oh, bring back Extra Vision as well. No, you see, that's bringing back a lot of memories too. Loved Extra Vision. Extra Vision and Eurovision, wasn't it? And then was there another one? Was there chart busters or something like that? Did that have uh, uh, shops here just for a little time, I think? That reminds me though, I used to run up such huge bills on those, you know, on your card when you'd forget to go, forget in inverted commas, to bring the movie back to Extra Vision. I just would be obsessed with watching the same things and, you know, rewinding it and watching it again and then there'd be a huge bill the next time. But then I sort of <laughs> had an idea because my brother and myself, we all had the same cards, you know. So then I just let him go in and get the movie and he'd be faced with the big bill. Yeah, that was my little uh, sort of uh, get out of that one. But uh, thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah, extra vision. Oh, I'd say there's not a hope. Not a hope with all the streaming uh, we have available to us now. So how does a music mad young man from Maherfelt in Derry become one of the most influential music figures to ever come out of Ireland? We're going to find out. He has penned a brilliant new memoir. We're going to be chatting to Paul Charles. He's one of the world's leading music agents, promoters, managers. He's worked with everyone. He's going to be name dropping all over the place in the next few minutes. We're going to be chatting to him next. The 11 to 1 show. How does a music mad young man from Maher Felton Derry become one of the most influential music figures to ever come out of Ireland? Well, we are about to find out because he has finally penned a brilliant new memoir detailing his incredible career as one of the world's leading music agents. He's over the past 40 years or so worked with the biggest names in the business, managing the careers of people like Van Morrison, The Kinks, Rory Gallagher, Elvis Costello. I could go on through his successful agency Asgard. The memoir is titled Adventures in Wonderland and it's been described as a must read for Irish music fans full of antidote insight and heart it's been published by Hot Press and it's hitting bookshops tomorrow I'm thrilled to have music agent promoter manager and he's a successful novelist as well Paul Charles he's on the line Paul how are you getting on? I'm good how are you? I'm great I'm great so you're calling into the oh so glamorous world of uh, becoming a music promoter and agent and everything else began when you were quite a resourceful teenager I believe using a nearby uh, public telephone to conduct your business yes yes indeed that, that was um, that was my office in the day uh, and it was kind of it was well it was actually it was definitely funny um, where you kind of People will be walking, walking past the phone box, the phone will be ringing, and they say, oh, there's yeah, uh, Paul there. they say, no, hang on, you have to wait a minute, so then send somebody down to walk down through the houses to get to your house. They would knock on the window and say, oh, there's a phone call for Paul, and they would say, yeah, it's okay, but he's having his tea, so they're going to have to <laughs> ring back, and on the um, on the forest would go, and, uh, but yes, that's how it started, and, and I was happy that, to get it started. I love that. I can actually see that happening because a lot of we had a whole show there not that long ago actually talking about public telephones where people remember this stuff. So that's fantastic that you were conducting the business out of there. And, and do you remember who that first band was, Paul, that you were helping out at that stage? Oh, yeah, no, no, definitely. It was a bunch of mates uh, called the Blues by Five. Um, and they were all really, they were all kind of, you know, just school friends, good mates. And um, you know, I was the only one that I couldn't sing I couldn't play an instrument. My dad didn't have a car to ferry people around, so I, I wasn't passing in the basic qualifications for being in a group. But then I suddenly realised that there was a man that was very near to me, and he played uh, saxophone in a show band. And so I went knocked on his door and asked him, was there any chance to get a couple of sports spots? He said, yes, of course, give me a couple. 
And then when I mentioned it to the band that we actually got these, they said, great, brilliant, uh, you're now the manager. I love it. So it was just that little bit of confidence that you had. And this was kind of the start of it all. And, you know, for me, like, say, I can recall uh, a day in the summer back when I was a teenager and I remember hearing Jimi Hendrix Purple Haze in my best friend's Ooh. front garden on CD, right? So that was the day that I was captivated by music. Music that didn't sound like anyone else that you were hearing on the radio, this kind of stuff. This moment sort of sticks out, you know. Do you remember what song or band stopped you in your tracks like that where you kind of thought, oh my God, there's a whole other world of music that I need to be listening to? Well, well, actually, it's, it's a good point, because in a way, um, it didn't, at that, at that point, I found that music was a wee bit like wallpaper. You know, if I liked it, I could, I was okay with it, but if I didn't like it, it didn't, it didn't upset me. Um, it was just kind of there, there, there in the background. But I remember one morning, vividly, I went into uh, my mum's kitchen, and she was ironing away, uh, and she liked to spend time talking to me when she was ironing, because she made the time go by quicker. Uh, but anyway, when we were there, she was into um, Emil uh, Ford and the Checkmates, uh, listening out, waiting for them, and who should come on the radio with this new, exciting, vibrant, m- melodic, pleasing sound from, from four young lads from um, Liverpool called The Beatles. Amazing. And it did really just stop me in my tracks. Like, there was no other words for it. It was just unbelievable, so different. It was so new. It was so exciting. It was so pleasing that it just, that really swung me, and that was what I wanted to be involved in for the rest of my life and and luckily enough have been so far. And like you say, hadn't, you know, played anything, but you were so, so invested in this, you know, you dedicate your life to to it. So sort of, you know, what happened then after school? Because I think you were set for a career in engineering, I think, were you? Yeah, yeah. No, I was kind of, I was trained, well, I was, I was trained to be a civil engineer really as a way of getting myself over to London um, uh, to go to, you know, the uh, Twickenham College of Technology. So I kind of I was doing that really as a way to to get there, and, and that was a that was a process that, that I'd set up, you know, and and I, the, the idea was that I would kind of I would get you know some qualifications like that, if only to uh, re, re, you know reply to my parents or, or return to my parents the fact that they had invested all that time and energy and money uh, to get me an education, rather than kind of just appear to be going to to throw it away by by running after groups. So I was kind of doing that. Uh, you were implicating the, the parents. Um, I love it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you kind of so it, it was. It was just really, you know, part of what part of was hap- what was happening, part of what was exciting. And as you said about the, the Hendrix incident, yeah. it all all was so new and exciting and a whole new world. I mean, you just, you know, up until then, you just you'd heard music on the radio and that was it. But this kind of made it more more touchable if you want more kind of within the reach more that it was just there for you right in front of you you know yeah oh completely and you're you're totally immersed in that world and as you say London was kind of where it's at in terms of that and you know the writing as well was this something that you would always eventually pursue you know alongside the work you know you wrote the the reviews of gigs for Belfast magazine City Week so was that sort of were the two working hand in hand with each other uh, no, I, I mean, I think they were really, to be honest. I think that, that, that you know, it's kind of, it, you have that thing whereby you you kind of think, well, I can do this, and I, or I want to be able to do this, I'd like to try to be able to do this, and you kind of, you put yourself in a position that maybe that, that becomes possible, and you, and then obviously equally you see if it's something that does hold out possibilities or, or if you, you're really just dreaming and you, and, and you should let it go, you know. Um, but it was, I, I kind of equally found that it was very, 
it was very rewarding, both you know not just visible, but very rewarding musically. Um, this whole new thing that came along, um, it was very, you know, something that kind of involved you totally. It kind of embraced you and pulled you into it, and and again would give you these great, great uh, rewards. You know, of buckets of pleasure of having this kind of thing that was quite special and quite magic. Yeah, oh, completely, completely. And then, you know, you, you, you end up not just sort of booking gigs for people, but you end up managing and even writing lyrics for a progressive rock group that you spent a couple of years with there, uh, Frupp. As one does, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, no, no, no. I mean, again, it was, well, fact, it was one of the one of the same mates out of out of the first group, the Blues by Five. He was a guitarist uh, in Frupp as well. Um, and again, it wasn't really... The music of the day, uh, but but the other slight problem we had was that not only that, but they were also out of time with themselves. And the fact that uh, I don't know if you remember, whenever the whenever the punk explosion happened, yeah, anybody who wasn't successful and had made the grade by that point was certainly not going to be successful until after the punk explosion. You know. Mm. quieten down a bit because basically they were substituting all the oxygen out of the media uh, and so if you hadn't got attention for yourself by then as we hadn't with with, with my band Frupp um, you were never going to get it really and you were kind of going to be sidelined if not uh, you know indefinitely then most definitely you know for, for quite a bit of for quite a bit until the you know and the book the, I think the punk thing as well lasted a lot longer than most people expected oh, yeah. in fact in fact it evolved and developed into you know like a new wave or or a certain you know different kind of uh, rockabilly music you know was all that and and there was a kind of you know pub rock stuff going on as well um so it kind of it was all I'd say it was very 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 exciting times um and a very exciting time to be around as well in terms of you know being seeing all this stuff and again the other thing that that's easy easy to forget or important to remember is that really when the punks started, the industry, our industry, really didn't want to know about them. They mm-hmm. really didn't. They kind of, they, they poo-pooed them. They kind of put them down. They kind of, you know, you're too this, you're too that. You're not professional. You can't sing. You can't play your instruments. You know, your instruments, equipment break up, whatever. Um, and they really didn't want to give them a chance, which is why at that point we all had to go out and find a new circuit for them. We had to go to, you know, the... The pubs that had an upstairs room that hadn't been used since the, the pub, pub rock bands were like Brindisi Schwartz and people like that. Yeah, um, and you and, see, and, something like this then, you know, becomes more appealing for the youth and not only the oh, fact that oh, they yeah, are complete Yeah, anarchy. you're not kidding, you know, that's, yeah. that's a big thing. It's, it's kind of, it's the same with us, uh, you know, when we were kind of coming through our, our, our parents' music or our older siblings' music wasn't something we wanted to turn on to, mainly because it was the last generation's music, you know. Mm. Uh, and and the, and the, the other thing about the, the punk thing that people forget is that they were they were a complete wave of of people. I what I'm saying is that not only did the word punk encompass musicians, mm-hmm. it also encompassed the audience. The audience and the musicians were all part of this punk movement, which meant that if you were in a Vericom as a punk band at that stage, you could just advertise that point in, in a back room in a bar or whatever. And people would, i.e., punks would turn up to see you because you were you were like you were like them. You were you were yeah. all part of that. You were speaking your language, their language as well. Yeah. Is, is 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 because because all of this happened and they they also had a fashion like all great movements. They had a fashion attached to themselves. But there were some amazing bands like yeah. you know the Undertones, the Buzzcocks, Clash, the Stranglers. 
no matter what, no matter if they were punks or weren't punks, they were all incredibly powerful live bands, you know. But was it um, challenging and, and, then for you to kind of be working with the likes of the Undertones and, and Buzzcocks and trying to get them gigs in, a, in an industry where they were getting sort of closed doors, as you say? Well, in the old industry, yes. In the, the old school, the old venues, the old promoters. Um, and I, when I say old, I don't mean old doesn't mean very old. I mean the old school. Yeah. The, the, the ones from last. You know, they were all poo-pooing the punks in a, in a, in a very bad, rude, laughing down their, looking down their noses at them kind of way. Um, but then equally, as I was mentioned earlier, part of the punk movement was, was a group of like-minded social secretaries. So where you may not even be able to get a town gig, you could also get the university uh, and, and college gigs around because, because the social secretaries were all of the same age and the same mind as the punks were. So that, that kind of scene helped the punk movement develop very, very quickly. And then what happened is the older promoters all gone, oh, these boys are selling tickets now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose we better start to promote them and put them, in, you know, and then they all jumped on feet first and, and you know, uh, to, to get part of it. And again, the same thing in the early days, the record company certainly didn't want to know about it either. They were all like Stiff Records and Chiswick Records, Ted Carroll. They were the only ones who would put out punk records and, and the EMIs and the A&Ms and the BMGs. And they, they just didn't want to know about it, you know, again, until the undertones, you know, slipped in the charts with their own Terry Hooley's Teenage Kicks EP oh, and mean, the Buzzcocks with Spiral yeah. Scratch. Yeah. And all the record going to go, ah, maybe we should be having a wee bit of this. You maybe know? we should, is right. Now, you did something that was quite punk. I think this might have been before the time that you were managing uh, the undertones. Tell me the story about um, Sharon Osborne's dad, <laughs> that who wouldn't give you the money back after the Wizards were due to play. Yeah, no, and again, it was a, it was, um, you know, I, I'd booked, I'd built up a circuit of, of Irish universities uh, and colleges, and then in Belfast and in Dublin, we'd also do some town gigs. And one of the bands I'd booked for the circuit was um, was Wizard, uh, and you know, again, it's the same, it's the same approach today. Whenever you book a band, you have to pay a deposit to show willing or whatever, yeah, to show that you've got money and and to protect the band from going over to Ireland. So they'd, they'd, and again, you know, being the people that we that that they were, they they really didn't want to have anything less than a hundred percent. Normally, it would be fifty percent, and then they get the other fifty percent on the night or the day before, whatever. Anyway, they get a hundred percent, and for whatever reason, I forget the reason, but they pulled out. They, you know, and okay. so again, you typical know, they, rock star behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, there might have been valid reason, might have been musical reason, you know, but it doesn't matter, you know. They're, they're not coming, that's it. So I waited and waited, and, and he said, you know, I said, well, can you send back the money? And they said, yeah, 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 don't worry. And then I rang up. They hadn't sent the money back. So I kind of rang up and said, look, you, you know, you have to be fair. He's, these are students. They, they, they're, not, they're not rock and roll promoters. They don't have extended funds, and they report to the administration of the colleges. So they're going to get their, their funds blocked and so it means that the music's going to stop, you know. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't write. So then I just did what people used to do in the show band days. You just turn up and knock on the door, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they, I said, no, he's too busy today. I said, well, I'll sit and wait for him until he's ready. And they weren't really very encouraging. Uh, and I just said, look, you know, I've got to get the money back for, for students, for the students, um, because we want to keep music coming in. It's taken a while because of the troubles to get music coming back into Ireland. Now we have it. We can't really afford a stop this like Madonna got. And then we see eventually come out and he said, look, you know, because you've had the bottle to come down here and eyeball me, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do you the check now. And he did and it cleared and passed and, and that was it. 
Fantastic, fantastic. I know we, we did name drop a couple of people, Paul, but I want to name drop a few more because, you know, I just mentioned a smattering of the musical greats that you've worked uh, with over your career. Get, come on, indulge us. Drop a few more names. Who would you have had big people now on the books? Uh, well, a van, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christy. Brilliant. Uh, Jack, Jackson Brown. Crosby, Stills and Nash. Uh, the Water Boys. Uh, the, the amazing um, Hot House Flowers. Um, and then a lot of the blues people like mm. uh, uh, John Lee Hooker, Sonny Terry and Brian McGee, Taj Mahal, Buddy Guy, people like that. And, and I, like, I know you've, you've got an affection for all of them, but is there one that just stands out that you just love working with? You know what, actually, I, I'm sincere when I say this. All of the people I work with, I really loved working with. And that, but it goes a wee bit before that, is that we've only ever taken on people that we really loved. And the reason being, my theory is, if you really love somebody, really get what they're doing, then you can do a much better job for them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you have to, you have to have that connection. You really do. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and you know, like it's it's such a cutthroat business, Paul. I don't have to tell you that. And and you know, you've seen you know talented people probably drop by record labels, that kind of thing. What's the secret to staying at the top in this game? Like when you look at artists like Van Morrison there that you're saying, or even people like you two that are just like the number one band in the world. Like what what is the secret? Do you think? I think it's a wee bit of having the confidence in what you're doing, uh, having the self belief in how you're doing it. Uh, and also kind of protecting yourself in a way that you don't, you know, you don't uh, play the fiddle for the devil. Um, because as you just said earlier, that comes back to bite you and the mm. record company drops you or whatever. And you always kind of just, you always have to keep your integrity. Um, and you always have to keep to the band's, the band or the artist's principles. And if you stick by that, uh, and I say, and you, you know, you have confidence in what you're doing. I mean, too many people I, I have found over the years they kind of go at the woe of the record label. No, there's not mm. enough singles in this album. And then they kind of, okay, wh- what about these ones? No, they're too long. No, they're too short. No, they're too quiet. No, they're, you know. Uh, and, and so you, you can't make records or write songs by committee, I don't think. You have mm. to do what you do, and it either works out there uh, or it doesn't. And again, and again, it works in different ways. Like, it works in a different way f- for, you know, you two that it does for Lloyd and Wainwright. But Lloyd and Wainwright is equally successful in his terms because he is a writer of great songs and a performer of great songs. And that's the key to the success, I think, not how much money you work. Yeah. Not how much money you earn, not how much number of records you sell. It's more, you know, how pleased you are with your songwriting. Like, I work with a gentleman by the name of John Prime, uh, and, and he used to tell these great stories. One of his great stories was that he loved the thing of writing a song and, and he'd just written it and he would intentionally not play it to anybody for at least two weeks. And he said he just loved walking around knowing that he was the only person in the world that knew this new song. Brilliant. You know? And, and it's, it's, about, it's about the song, it's about the art, that's the yeah. important thing. All of the rest with the numbers, the figures, the statistics, the, the, the bank balance, whatever, really, really don't come into it. It's what you go home at night and you go, yeah, actually, that that was a great record, or that was a great concert we gave tonight. Yeah, that's so important. But, uh, great advice for people to take on board. And and just before I I, I, I finish up, um, is there anyone, any artists around now, Paul, that you think will go far? That they maybe they're they're not just going to be one album and done kind of thing. 
Uh, yeah, I think there's a group, uh, an Irish group called 49th and Main. I don't know if you know of them. Yes. Um, uh, brilliant group. I've seen them live. We, we put them on the acoustic stage last year. Uh, and I just love the way they make their music. And I love the way the singer sometimes uses his voice not to deliver lyrics, but to deliver sounds inside the framework of the band. I think they, and, and also that great thing that all the good bands like Coldplay yeah. and you 2 have, they are a band, they're a unit of people, they're not going to split up, they're not going to whatever. And when you've got that unit, you know, that, that's a good thing. I think they're good. I also think a, a, a lady from Ireland called Lisa O'Neill, I think she's very, very good. Mm. Um, she she does, her, does her own thing uh, and, and does it very, very well. Um, no, there certainly, you know, there always is, there's always new new things, great things coming through. Yeah, there really is. And 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 you're still going strong, Paul. You're at the heart of all of this. Adventures in Wonderland, the memoir. I mean, it's probably about uh, time that you wrote a memoir. You've got something like 20-something novels to your name. Uh, it's about time you did something like this. Uh, you know, it's out tomorrow. What do you hope people will, will get from it? I hope they'll enjoy this, the stories. I hope they enjoy um, being taken backstage, being taken, uh, you know, into the recording studio, being taken into hotels, being taken into, you know, people's lives. Because that's the kind of stories I like to read from people where you kind of, you're going uh, somewhere where you normally wouldn't go uh, and you're getting firsthand how how these great acts work and, and you know, what, what kind of, what the, what the plan was behind them getting to do what they're doing. Oh, I, and that's exactly what this will do and I love all of that I really do and there's loads of great stories everything from Robert Plant ironing his shirt to Van Morrison showing up at a wedding there's loads of amazing stories from these brilliant stars in there Paul it's been such a real pleasure chatting to you I could chat to you all day I really really could but thank you so much for taking the time out Thanks a million Sinead I enjoyed that Thanks so much Paul Charles it's called Adventures in Wonderland it's out tomorrow in all bookshops including Eason's in Drogheda Row River Books in Dundalk and Antonia's Bookstore in Trim and also Navin Bookshop as well so it's going to be in all bookshops and it's a real must for people who are fans of all music The 11 to 1 show I have music from Mojo on the way but first it's time for this LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk to apply please contact careers at ktf.ie the Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Louth area. To apply, email hr at eu.ontoshka.org or you can check out greenschoolsireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local jobs section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. There's Mojo Lady on LMFM's 11 to 1. Last chance to enter. Yes, we are giving you a chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It's the Irish Dog Lovers Festival happening Saturday 27th and Sunday 28th of May at Causey Farm, Gurley Fordstown, County Meath from 12 to 5 both days. Give your dog a special treat and bring him or her for a really great day out. But it's not just great fun for the four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, a delicious food village, trade shows, expert speakers as well to help you get the best from your pet, even if you don't have a dog. 
You should just go along. It's going to be great fun. 12 to 5 both days at Causey Farm, Saturday 27th, Sunday 28th of May. So we are asking you for your chance to win tickets. What actor starred in the movie Turner and Hooch? Was it A, Tom Hanks? Or was it B, Bruce Willis? Answers, please. Last chance to enter 086-1800-658. So what actor starred in the movie Turner and Hooch? Was it A, Tom Hanks or B, Bruce Willis? We're going to pick a winner for those tickets very, very shortly. The 11 to 1 show. Can't believe tomorrow is Friday already and Fridays are lots of fun on this show. We're going to have a Friday floor filler song from Fionn and we have all the latest releases coming to streaming and your cinema with Niall O'Brien in real reviews and just lots of, you know, crack and fun and frolics. That's what happens on a Friday. Uh, but getting back to the present and I've got music from Keen Duck Row for you. Leave your keys if you're not coming home. Waiting. Who could forget the iconic performance of Tom Hanks in this movie alongside a dog? What? What is it? What? What? Are you, if you're hungry, finish the hamburgers. You, eat the buns. Eat the buns. You're <laughs> <laughs> he just goes mental at the poor doggy. It was, of course, Tom Hanks was the answer to our quiz question. Anne-Marie Kelly, you're in Johnstown. You're going along to Dogitude. It's happening in Causey Farm the 27th and 28th of May. So enjoy that. Don't forget, tomorrow on the show, we have another chance for you to win. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much to the guests and for your company. I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. 